Welcome to Aegis Comics of Alaska's podcast. This is where we let Alaskans know what to put in their box at Alaska's Comic Shop, located in downtown Wasilla, behind Chimo Guns, and directly above Game Theory at 500 East Swanson Avenue. You can find out more about Alaska's Comic Book Shop at www.aegiscomicsalaska.com, and you can follow us on social media at Aegis Comics Alaska. Let's get it started. And here we go, here we go. Welcome everyone to episode four of Aegis Comics of Alaska's podcast. I'm your host Lou with my lovely co-host Amy. And we're going to discuss a little bit about the history of comic book shops in Alaska. Then give you a... A status on the shop and where we're going from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly enough, the first comic book shop in Alaska was opened in 1983. It's a good year. It's a yeah. good year. <laughs> Vintage, really. Vintage. <laughs> and that was uh, in Fairbanks, the comic shop. And that is uh, Randy uh, Ramuglia. I hope I'm not butchering his name. And he started the first comic book shop up here. And it was right when the comic book scene was starting to gain traction. Because the the first comic book crash, so to speak, was in the 1990s, the mm-hmm. early 90s. So the, uh, the, the boom started up in 1983. Back in the 1980s, that, that early 80s, that's when people were... It was starting to be okay for adults to go back to comic oh, books. That was the thing. So uh, then you have uh, 1984, Bosco's Comics and Cards and Games in Anchorage. And uh, owner John Weddleton brought uh, comic books to Anchorage, to the, you know, the second main city. And then here we are in 2019. Just a small gap. Just a small gap. You know, there's been a lot of shops in between. Uh, but here we are, Aegis Comics of Alaska in the Matsu Valley. By yeah. yours truly. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> so here we are. Um, I can see why uh, those shops over the years had to keep manipulating their what they were going to sell at the shop so right. that they would have put all of their eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a slightly different model now, but we understand what they did to survive because oh, with all the different shops that existed prior to them, uh, excuse me, after them, because there was no one prior in right. Alaska, but all the shops in between them and us, it seems like they either had poor business practices or they did exactly the throwing all their eggs in one basket, all in just one product. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, John at Bosco's and the comic shop in Fairbanks, they tended to, when the comic books crashed in the 90s, they floated themselves into the gaming pretty aggressively, introducing like the Pokemon gaming and then the tabletop gaming right. to... Uh, 
um, your Anchorage and Fairbanks people. And I can see why they have the number of uh, customers that they have in their shops that are still loyal to this day. I, I checked out both their Facebook pages today. And it's, you know, you've got two of the major military communities are right there in Fairbanks and then, uh, uh, and then Anchorage. So that makes a lot of sense why they... Oh, absolutely. So uh, you were telling us uh, last time about in Sutton, growing up in Sutton, you guys didn't really have a comic book scene there. No. We had a library. And, uh, did you ever see comic books in the library or not really? Not that I can remember. Um, no, I... But I, I didn't... I wasn't ever exposed to them. I... My hippie parents, that was never something that we really did as a family. Our our family grow up was we watched The Simpsons as a family, which kind of looking back on that now. But we only got two channels on the TV, so it was that or the news. And we as a family would sit down and watch The Simpsons. And now knowing what I know about comics and, you know, the history of The Simpsons. And, you know, it's one of the longest running cartoons ever. Mm-hmm. And Matt Groening did a phenomenal job with that, and it started out as that and then grew into what it is now. So, but I don't, I mean, I'm sure there was, but again, that wasn't ever something I was exposed to growing up out there. It's my understanding that uh, most people, it was the, in the valley, it was the grocery stores or the, the, yeah. once the box stores started coming in. Because there was a time where Walmart did have comic books. And and Walmart didn't show up in the Valley until I was much older in life. Um, but I remember at Cars, they used to have an aisle. And it was just magazines and, like, crossword puzzles and, you know, all sorts of different variety of books. Um <clears throat> And I'm sure that they were probably in that aisle. But again, that wasn't ever anything I was ever looking for because I wasn't ever exposed to it. So I didn't know to look for it. Right. Yeah, I would say that, uh, uh, you know, for me growing up in New York, it seemed like there was one on every corner. But they seemed to be married with the baseball card game at the time. Oh, yeah. And there was there was a card place. I want to say there was a card place when I was growing up for like the the collectible cards and the trading cards but if you asked me what the name was and where it was i i wouldn't be able to tell you because yeah, i want to say that's where uh companies like beckett cut their teeth uh it was that marriage of collectibles because mm. people realized that the older books and getting them signed by artists and writers authors creators could actually increase the value of your books right. and your collectibles. Same with the with the card game. Um, so the game of in- getting your books and at the time your baseball cards encapsulated, your 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 autographed baseballs in- in- encapsulated, that was like a big thing that started in that era. And it's... I don't think it's survived too well, the the card game, but it certainly has in, in terms of the comic game. The, the comic book market is almost like a, its own stock market right now. When you're looking at CoverPrice.com and you're looking at Key Collector and you're looking at CLZ, you're seeing for the geek realm a stock market. Yeah, you're seeing, and it changes, you know. You know throughout the day even just like the stock stock market we'll have a book that 
you know, yesterday we were looking at it and it was, you know, two bucks. And then tomorrow we're getting alerts because all of a sudden something somewhere changed in the, you know, matrix. And now all of a sudden it's a $25 book. And, you know, that's something that changes so quickly in this, that that's something for me being so new into this, that was very surprising. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's funny to look at it and you're just like, dude, how is this comic you'll get some comics that are great artwork and stuff and then you'll get other comics that look like stick figures man Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and and, uh uh but a netflix or somebody shows interest in it and all of a sudden it just blows up um i remember at one point when we opened up the shop that it seemed like it was just Marvel and DC and then Image, your big three. And then, of course, TKO uh, being that 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 side hustle. That, that new entity. That new yeah. entity because Alaskan's like new stuff, right? But now the new – it's funny how this COVID-19, the shutdowns and everything have affected the market even more because now you're looking at Boom Studios, which was not even – they weren't even in the game in terms of competition for the big three. And suddenly people like Netflix are like, I need to be a part of that streaming game. Well, mm-hmm. they're a part of the streaming game. I need to be a part of that comic book streaming game. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to fall victim anymore to Marvel uh, doing the, uh, I want all my toys back because right. we have a streaming service. So Netflix went to Boom Studios and signed a contract with them where they get first dibs on all of the Boom Studios catalog, the entire catalog. Smart business uh, right there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Unlike the, um, I thought uh, Universal made a critical mistake with, uh, I I can't, oh, it was Atlas Comics. And Atlas Comics is, I see what they were looking at at the time because Atlas, None of those characters for Atlas Comics uh, were bogged down with any pre-existing contracts or anything else. Like where you have like Incredible Hulk is tied down by multiple contracts and Mm -hmm. usages, and you know where Marvel that created the Hulk can only use the Hulk in uh, where he's kind of like an add-on character. They can't do a standalone with the Hulk. Uh, Spider-Man, they have to constantly negotiate with Sony to be able to use Spider-Man. But uh, Atlas, all those characters, uh, they can use them at at will. The problem is that those <laughs> those books are trash, man. <laughs> uh, so I, I've seen, I saw a mad rush when we first opened. That news had come out, and people were buying. Devastator number one, and uh, you know, just they're just um, there was another one, I think it's like the Phantom Rider or something. I, I can't remember the name of that book, but they're just these horrible copies of Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. And it's a knockoff, like you're like obvious that, uh, knockoff. That, that website, what is it? Um, uh, wish.com and it's like you what you thought you ordered to what actually shows up you know it's kind of like that <laughs> yeah. that's kind of like the characters <laughs> yeah. yeah that's exactly right so but here you have Netflix 
which has been in the streaming game forever. They change, they changed the game. They were the ones that essentially knocked Blockbuster. Well, yeah, because they did the mail, the mail for DVDs. Right. First, and then when they realized that that was dead, and they went to the streaming. I mean, it was a stroke of freaking genius. Yeah, they, especially right now with all the people that are home with their kids, and you know, for the nine millionth time, you know, little Timmy's coming over, going, "What are you doing now? Why? Oh, Why?" Yeah. And you're like, "Thank the Lord for streaming." Well, they stomped Blockbuster into the <clears throat> dust. We had one of the last Blockbusters up here. Uh, in Alaska, I'm pretty sure it was Fairbanks, I want to say. Was the last was one. Was the last one. And yeah, I could see that. I don't. I think it closed. I want to say that I think it closed. It probably did because, I mean, uh, I remember they had, like, people... random stuff being sent to them from, like, all sorts of people trying to, like, keep them in the game. But it was, like, nobody rents movies anymore. Why would you get out? Well, the, the reason that the... Uh, uh, um, that the streaming had a couple of hiccups up here was just because of the availability of uh, internet, mm-hmm. high-speed high internet. I mean, I remember when we were living in Dillingham, we we were still like, it was like essentially dial-up speeds there. Oh, and, the and they have caps, usage caps up mm-hmm. there. So you, I mean, you can... And it was ridiculously expensive, so oh. you couldn't stream because you were going to go over your usage and, you know, have to sell a kidney. Exactly. So, uh, but now as... Uh, you've got those technologies making it out to rural mm-hmm. Alaska and all these other places where high-speed internet wasn't available. Now all of a sudden it's available. These streaming services realize that they have to marry themselves up with material mm-hmm. that will that will sell and that will uh, keep people engaged on their streaming services, giving them new creative means. of. Right. Everyone's trying to ride that billion-dollar wave that Marvel created, so... I mean, uh, um, it's actually really intelligent that they're doing that. So bringing it back to the comic book shops, what's our future? Well, whether they produce new comic books or not, we're still in the game. I mean, if we end up becoming a vinyl record-style store for comic books, Mm -hmm. then that's how we're going to be. And we'll still move these books. And, you know, we have some dedicated customers. And uh, yesterday, uh, even with the medical restrictions and the safety restrictions that we have in place at our shop, we still had a great showing of people in a very safe way. Mm-hmm. Um, very thankful for, you know, our Patreons that came out yesterday and came to see us. It was good to see people, good to probably get out of the house for a few minutes. And It was like a know, family reunion. It was. It was. And it was just heartwarming to see everyone and everyone being so happy, even though of the people, you can't see their face because most people are wearing face masks. And no one could see our faces because we had to wear face masks the whole time. But I was smiling the whole time, whether you could see it or not. Yeah, I I think people can tell. We we were joking about that the other day, actually, because we went into Target over Mm -hmm. and uh, Because we had to pick up a bunch of cleaning stuff for the shop to make sure that we stayed within uh, compliance. And I remember that uh, 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 we... We complimented one of the the workers there because uh, 
her eye she, makeup was on point. It was on point. And, and, and you know, we, we joked about the fact that in this new uh, day and age, uh, people only have to prep from yeah. the nose up, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and if you got bangs, you know, that's a twofer. You really don't even have to worry about your forehead. You just got to worry about your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all the lipstick companies are going bankrupt now, probably. Well, they're uh, probably all making eyeshadow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, the new norm... The new norm. Uh, real quick, uh, for when we're talking about the industry and about being diverse. So with us, our diversity, unlike uh, Bosco's and the comic shop, where uh, <clears throat> they, I, I, I think they they've made their priority gaming, tabletop gaming. I think that's very evident based off of what they post and everything else. And I don't view them as competitors. I view them as part of the this geek culture family, right? You know, they're just extended extended cousins. <laughs> you know, we, we we got an extended uh, geek cousin in Fairbanks and another geek cousin in, in Anchorage, right? And that's how we view them. And, uh, I mean, we try to be appreciative of competition in terms of always trying to make ourselves better Mm -hmm. for customer service because we want customers to feel like they're getting something special but at the end of the day we're all on the same team we're all trying to keep this hobby going right so they seem like they've nailed that gaming side for their communities for us it was very easy where we're at because we're like what we 10 steps away. <laughs> yeah, we're we're literally 10 steps away from uh, a gaming shop, uh, mm-hmm. Game Theory. And then within like, uh, I think it's within five miles from us. Uh, and more like seven to 10, but seven you to know, ten, seven, uh, seven to 10. To ten. There's uh, MJ's Cards and Games, which is another tabletop. And uh, both owners get along. Everyone's helping each other. It's uh, It provides multiple venues. Mm-hmm. Because you can't, especially now with the uh, social distancing restrictions, it's even more critical that there's two separate gaming shops and, for instance, in the Valley, because that's two separate locations where they can spread out that population of gamers and they both win. Yeah. And for us, I was very appreciative that both of those places existed because I'm new to the comic book game and I'm very thankful that we stayed within the comic book realm and we didn't want to go outside of that because I'd had to learn about gaming too and I don't know anything about it. That's yeah. why I'm happy to refer people to both Game Theory or MJ's, you know, whichever one they'd like to go to, you know. Right. Just, you know, and I love that we get a lot of people that walk in our door because both of those establishments told people to come see us, you know, and it's one of those things that I think that's one of the things that I love so much about Alaska in general is Small businesses are all helping each other out. You know, we're not trying to, you know, knife the other person in the back. We're going, hey, I don't have this, but I know who does. And and I will say that what's awesome about our particular uh, shops up here, our geek shops here in, in, in the Valley, is both MJ's, Game Theory, ourselves, we're within a couple of feet of two of the best coffee shops in the valley so it actually allows for people to get their caffeine fix or their their red bulls or whatever they're gonna get and then come on up to the shop and enjoy uh uh whatever 
there and their geek wants, mm-hmm. you know. So we, we have, a, for us, our big thing is promoting that pop culture for the comic book. So we do have our swag, our shirts, and our, uh, uh, you know, our, our, our hoodies. Uh, mm-hmm. Put it in my box. Put that in my box uh, uh, logo that you can get from our website at Aegis Comics alaska.com that's a-e-g-i-s comics alaska.com and that's one way of supporting us by the way but the uh the other thing is we have the statues coming in from sideshow collectibles uh which is also the hot toys we have uh, uh some really cool statues coming in real soon that are available for sale for people uh we've got that uh wolverine hulk and we've got that harley quinn and we have the uh the child, the baby Yoda coming mm. in, which will be available for people. And those are all exclusive statues that typically you have to go to a Comic-Con to get. And we have them available at the shop. Uh, well, oh, we, will. we will have we them will. available at the shop as soon as uh, they ship them out to us. So uh, we're really excited about that. Um, and we we understand the importance of that this hobby has for people because it's it's a really good distraction Right well, now. especially with everything that's going on in the world, you know, I, I think distractions are not just, you know, a good idea. I think they're damn near necessary because, I mean, there's only so many times you can walk around your house, you know, before you start going a little stir crazy. So having good distractions, you know, I myself, I, I cook and I bake. Those are my distractions, which is great, except sometimes I have a hard time fitting into my clothes afterwards. So I have to be careful about that. So I'm glad that we have this new distraction of comic books that, you know, you're always pushing me to, you know, check out this title and and do this. And every time I do, I'm surprised with, you know, how in-depth the storylines are and, you know, how they take these characters and how they evolve them, you know, and it's something that's been really pretty awesome to see. Yeah, well, I I appreciate that from you for sure. That's why the other reason why I fall in love with you more and more every day because I know that you support me in this geekdom here, uh, and the baking, and the baking. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you force me, you force me to keep working out. Cause <laughs> once you hit age fifty, you, it, you the struggle is real to keep that weight off and stay in shape. You know, um, but um, you know, uh, let's. I'd like to give a shout out to uh, another local business. What was that photography that did the uh, our? Uh, we'll talk about that Matsu. Uh, so it was. I don't even remember how I saw it. It was when I was up working night shift, and you gotta love night shift and having extra time on your hands. And uh, I was scrolling through social media, and there was this uh, photographer who started up here in Alaska because they had seen it done in another part of the country, and it was called the Front Steps Project. And the I believe the Facebook page is Matt Sue Front Step Project. And it was photographers volunteering their time And because they can't get paid for it, because it's a volunteer basis, what they did is, which was just so phenomenal in my eyes, is they had people make donations to local charities. So for instance, me, I donated to the Matsu Food Bank, knowing that they probably are getting more requests for, you know, help and assistance with people than they have ever. So what you do is you make that donation, you get a hold of the project coordinator, And they have photographers from all over the state that have um, volunteered their time and they go to everyone's front door. They don't 
come within six feet of you. They stay, you know, at the end of your, your porch, you stay on your deck and they come and they take pictures of you, you know, kind of documenting your family in this crazy time. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, hold on one sec here while we look them up here real quick. So you you contact them mm-hmm. on, on on Facebook, you make the donation, mm-hmm. and then is it a random photo is it a group of photographers or just one photographer right now? So there's photographers that are all they kind of take a, a particular area. So like there's one photographer for the Butte area. There was a photographer for the area that we live in, which is Lacey, who came to our house. Um and they're, you know, throughout the whole entire Matsu, they've got people that have volunteered that are either a professional photographer by trade or, you know, someone who is very passionate about photography. It's not like it's just, you know, Joe Blow from the middle of nowhere, with banjo country with an iPhone going, oh, take your picture. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's not that it's people that actually know what they're doing and they come and they take, I mean, it was all of seven to ten minutes yeah. and that was only because we had to put the dogs inside and then uh yeah and we could wear whatever we wanted and yeah and if you look on their facebook page it's pretty awesome because there's some families that have just had so much fun with it and it's some of their pictures are just hilarious which is i think the only way i was able to convince you is by showing you some of the funnier pictures that were done and then i finally got you convinced yeah we'll we'll post the photos that they took of us on our uh instagram and facebook right mm-hmm. after this uh, uh podcast here we'll have those posted so you guys could take a look but uh yeah it was actually really fun it was mm-hmm. very professional and yeah. uh she maintained her social distance she did she know. did uh, and our our dogs were we've got two dogs we had one, our old man who just looked like he couldn't care less and then our little puppy was looking like she was getting ready to just go leap off the deck she was so excited for company cuz we haven't had any in so long she just right. she was very bummed out that she couldn't go play with the person that was in our yard <laughs> yeah it, it i i would strongly endorse that uh uh speaking of, of photography uh a shout out to Michael Ray Photography. He's oh, the he's one. He's done some phenomenal ones. He's done our. Uh, he did all of our cosplay photos at the shop mm-hmm. for the majority of our special events. He's also. Uh, uh, he does a lot of cosplay photography. Actually, something that he's actually doing right now that he's been volunteering his time with is there's another uh, very popular group on social media for all the seniors that are graduating this year. Not getting a graduation. So uh, a lot of people have put together this group where you can adopt a senior and you get them like a congratulatory, you know, gift or something and you send Mm -hmm. it to them. Well, what he's been doing is he's been going and taking pictures of seniors in their caps and gowns so that they have them. Oh, that's awesome. And some of the ones that were really great is there was one um, lovely young lady but she had on like the legit like gas mask with her cap and gown. And he, you know how he does his photography, very cosplay and very wonderful looking. Um, so those were, those were really cool. That he did some awesome. great. And, you know, all of those people are volunteering their time because, I don't know, 
I can't even imagine how the kids feel, you know, like going, oh, I'm going to graduate this year. Just kidding. I mean, I'm graduating, but good job. Yeah. There you go. It's funny how everybody up here is starting to come together um, and they're putting on their, you know, uh, pseudo uh, superhero capes and helping out the community the best that they can in whatever way they can. It was one of the reasons why I wanted us to move back here like this. Obviously, I'm a little, you know, biased because I'm born and raised here, but this is one of the things I love about the Valley, that Adopt-A-Senior page like I was telling you about. I was trying to get on there to find one to adopt, and all of them, people had already adopted and sent these wonderful gifts, and then you had other small businesses who were forced to close. Um, Oh, what's the name of that? Black Birch? Not Black Birch, but... um, They, Andrea Fuller is the owner. Um, They're in downtown Palmer. I'll think of the name here in a minute. And um, so she was putting together like little packages from her shop and um, because they weren't able to open. And so she would put together these little packages. You would say, hey, I've got this young young lady or, you know, this young man. And they have all these different things at their uh, Cobb Street Market. That's the name. Okay. And so they would put it together. So it was so cool because not only is it helping, A, that small business who's not able to be open, who has little trinkets and cool things. Now it's a twofer because now they're able to help that small business. And that small business has put together something really special for the senior that's going to get a gift from someone they may not even know at all. And it's getting this gift. So it was just really really wonderful. Awesome. We will link all of these businesses that we're talking about right now. We'll link all of their websites or contact info in our description here for Mm -hmm. the podcast. That way everyone will have access to it in our little show notes. We'll also have it on our website as well. That way you can look in the show notes and and those annoying emails that you get from us. They're not all sales pitches. They're actually trying to update you and keep you engaged in what's going Mm -hmm. on with the shop. And if there's anything that I can, you know ask anyone to do, and especially right now. And it's not because we're small business owners ourselves. I think it's just really important for everybody that if you can shop local as much as possible, find the little shop that's not, it may be a little bit more difficult. It may be a little bit further out of the way or whatever the case may be, but I guarantee you that your impact shopping local will be felt so much more compared to gigantic box stores that are going to be just fine, pandemic or not. Right. So. That's true. Yeah. I could imagine a lot of them were in the situation we were in. Uh, uh, big shout out to our Patreon people, by the way. Our yeah. Patreon, you guys, thank you so much. Uh, you're the ones really helping us with Ford Momentum. Our our dedicated old school customers, Matt, Jed, you guys, Olivia, Chase, Jacob, Alex, all of you guys that keep us going. Jamie. I mean, Jamie, uh, uh, Glenn. We're going to forget all the names. You guys know who you guys are, but at, thank you so much for keeping us moving forward. Because uh, So a quick update. Could we do full disclosure at the shop? Because if you guys are going to be, if we're soliciting patronage, we should be as transparent as possible. So the only thing we received from the federal government finally, and that was after 
Shout out to Senator Sullivan. Yeah. And after uh, we called up Senator Sullivan's office and uh, his rep, the Valley rep, she was constantly calling us and checking in on Mm -hmm. us and seeing what was going on. We were able to get the uh, $1,000 emergency uh, assistance. Because it's $1,000 per employee. Well, I'm the only employee at the shop, so they gave me a grand. Our rent is fourteen fifty. It's like almost fifteen hundred bucks. So if that money's gone already. Yeah. We're very appreciative. Yeah, definitely very not very appreciative. But here's the kicker in this. So uh, for our listeners, they're like, "Well, Lou, you, uh, Lou, Amy, won't you guys apply for the PPP?" We did, and we received our response on Monday, and our bank told us. You do not qualify because you guys were in the red for your first year because our anniversary for the shop is next month. Mm-hmm. We've been in business for approximately a year and we were in the red. Well, of course, we're in the red. We started up. We did an expansion. We're doing giveaways. We're doing what we can to get people to be interested mm-hmm. in the hobby. All of you that know us personally at the shop and have established relationships with us, I probably give away as many books as I sell because we're really trying to get people engaged in the hobby. And uh, I know that we want to make money. We really do for this business because it's something that I want to be able to pass on to our grandchildren and stuff. But I am addicted to seeing the happy faces on customers when yeah. they receive that that, that special gift from us. Mm-hmm. And that's worth more to us. Yeah. Then the cash register dinging. It really is. And, is. and may, I, maybe we need to change things up a little <laughs> bit, but at the same time, it's just so special to see that. It is. But also, I don't care what genre, what niche, whatever. Show me any business that in their first year aren't in the red. Because anything you do, quote unquote, make, you're going to just funnel right back into it, just like we did with the expansion, with getting Mike at Tidewater Woodworks to get us those phenomenal back issue bins and then also making that bench area for us you know i mean we took everything that you know we worked and hustled for to reinvest it to make our shop better so when they told us that we didn't qualify because we were in the red i i just i think i had one of the most dumbfounded looks i'd ever had and i was like well of course we are it's our first year like i don't get it and 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 that's why uh We've relied so heavily on you people. You you people out there that are listening to this and are uh, hitting us up on the Patreon at Aegis Comics Alaska. Our online uh, orders. Our online orders. You guys are just killing it on the orders. You know, going to AegisComicsOfAlaska.com and ordering those books, AegisComicsAlaska.com. Um and making those orders on our online store, ordering the swag, getting the word out, sharing that link with people throughout the state and throughout the nation. Uh, our hope, of course, as we're starting to aggressively push more and more, is to get people from Western Alaska to be interested in getting their books from us. Mm-hmm. Because at flat rate shipping, you know, for three bucks, they can get all those books that they wanted. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, we we want to make the hobby where it, it's profitable for us, but it's also obtainable for any level of collector. Right. Whether you're the the big baller collector that is 
waiting for their Fantastic Four or their Action Comics number one. And we know there's one of two of you in, in the state that, that can afford that book. But then you have your other more uh, more humble person that just relies on the comic books to give them that outlet, mm-hmm. a healthy outlet, you know, the healthy collectible. We also know that we have the people in the middle that they they flip their collections so that they can get more books. Yeah. They they love the artwork, they love the books, but they like flipping their collections too, so that they can continue to so that the hobby pays for itself. Right. And we hope that we can continue to support that. And you know, uh, we're probably going to be the only shop in Alaska of the three uh, by the summer that's going to be capable of still purchasing collections on a very small basis because we can't. Keep yeah. doing it continuously. No, no shop can right now. Not after this. Yeah, it's uh, going to take us a while to, to catch yeah. up for sure. Um, if you're trying to sell a collection to us, just know that there's no way on earth that we will give you what it's worth because there's we don't have the money. So um, if you're selling it because you're trying to feed your family or something, uh, maybe we can help you by d- diverting you to, so- to another source to purchase your books online or something else. But uh, if you're just trying to flip your collection to get rid of it, if you're trying to do it out of the goodness of your heart to keep the shop uh, filled, that's one thing. If you're doing it because you're trying to pay for your kids' college, comic book shops is not where you try to sell your collection. Mm-hmm. That's a bad idea. Uh, no comic book shop will ever give you what your collection's worth. They can't. No, yeah. no one can. If you came to me with Action Comics number one, I'm not giving you what it's worth. It's not happening. So uh, I will, however, because we have a reputation, mm-hmm. an honest reputation, especially with our backgrounds, is uh, I will tell you that you need to go to a, a book like, for instance, Action Comics number one. You shouldn't be trying to sell that locally anyway. You're insane if you do. And even if you're one of those, I want to keep it in Alaska. That's not a book that you can sell in Alaska. That's a book that you have to go to an auction house. Right. you got to go to Heritage. Probably Heritage Auction is probably the only one that you can trust to sell a book right. of that size because those are the guys that they, they sell multi-million dollar uh, collectibles. Um, the uh, This niche right now is... Still one of the coolest niches out there, man, you know, where you can play, you can essentially play Halloween all year long and you're not crazy. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You know, um, I I am very grateful that we have what we got going at -hmm. the shop. The shop is now open, limited in... uh, the number of people that can come into the shop. We got to do the social distancing. We got hand sanitizer when you first come in. We are strongly, strongly encouraging that everyone wear a mask when you come into the shop. Mm-hmm. If you have a cold, if you're one of those people that uh, didn't get smacked in the head by your mom when you coughed and didn't cover your mouth, this is the one time that you need to know how to and learn that it's very appropriate for you to yeah. cover your mouth when you're coughing. Uh, with this COVID-19 scare right now, you'll probably get tackled if you cough in public right now. Yeah. So you, you need to wear a small yeah. cop of it. You know, yeah. I, I had some friends tell me just the other day that they got yelled at in a store because as he was trying to walk around someone, you know, there wasn't enough room that he, you know, she, this person yelled at him, you know, stay back. And he just was like, shoot, just trying to get around like, good night. It's, you know, everyone's, 
not everyone, but there's people a on percentage edge. of people on edge. And, you know, we're, we're happy to have the shop back open so that, you know, people have an outlet that they can come and look at the back issues. I mean, eventually we'll get new books in. You know, we don't have a definite date yet of that, but we will eventually. And, you know, just and we're following all the, the mandates that we have to follow. We're making sure that we keep up with disinfecting and, you know, making sure everything's clean and, and all of that throughout the day. So when you see us walking around right after you purchase something, it's not anything against you at all. It's just one of the things that we have to do. We have to continually wipe stuff down and keep it clean. We, we just need to be adults, be courteous, and be safe. Mm-hmm. And wear your damn masks if you got them. Wash your hands. The last thing I want is Anderson Cooper on CNN roasting us, going, ha ha, I told you Alaska's stupid. Ha ha, I told you that comic shop sucks. Yeah. They're, they're, now, they're now the cause for the second spread of this uh, virus. You know, we, we don't need any of that nonsense. Uh, why don't we all just be adults? Treat each other with respect. Give everybody a little bit of grace, a little bit of extra kindness. That's I think right. that would go a long way in the world right now. And for those of you that have been coming to the shop, since the beginning, you guys know that uh, we're very big on that type of safe environment at the shop. Anyway, I don't tolerate any type of bullying or mm-hmm. or uh, uh, disrespect of other customers in my shop. Uh, we we are blessed in that. I I am very happy that people come and shop at our shop, mm-hmm. but we're not in a position where. I have to tolerate, or my wife has to tolerate, a rude person coming to the shop. Uh, if you're a rude individual that hates people, we don't need your money. You can stay home, stay unhappy wherever you're at. But we we don't we don't we don't tolerate that at our shop because our shop is just well. A you super, can you can come to the shop, but and you can spend your money, but just don't be an ass. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, here's the thing. The, uh, I think what helps our shop and many successful businesses thrive is the fact that it's a positive environment, mm-hmm. and we need that. At and our we're going to keep that at our shop. Yeah, uh, I. No one's going to kill our vibe. No. Not even COVID. No, hell no. Not today, Corona. Not today, Rona. Not today. Yeah, we're. Um, <clears throat> so we're really happy that. Uh, we're still able to provide services we do. The BCW, for those of you guys that need to protect your collections, BCW supplies available at the shop. Mm-hmm. We restocked prior to COVID. We were preparing for Arctic Comic Con at the time, so we bought a crap ton of BCW stuff. So we have your bags and boards. We have uh magazine size boxes we have short boxes long, long boxes, boxes themed boxes we've got portfolio the, boxes we got you covered the uh, uh posters collectibles the pops they're still at the shop mm-hmm. all available we have graded books continuously coming in from EGS available for sale we've got uh other graded books from CGC, CBCS available for sale. If you want to drop off books, you can do so now. Yeah. And uh, we will send those off for you. For those of you that 
are immune compromised, just know that we do offer curbside for you and we still have shipping available as well the flat rate shipping i thought it was going to be a temporary thing we're just going to keep it going it seems like it's just helping out people for now it'll keep going for a while until uh until we get to a new norm where everybody is fiscally Mm -hmm. stable because for for right now we might have to reevaluate it at some point but you know for right right now now, we're we're keeping the flat rate shipping uh uh Everyone's been helping us. The least we can do is help people by making it affordable for them. The rewards program is still up and running. Uh, just remember that the rewards program on the sh- at the online shop and our store are two different programs. Mm-hmm. We, we want you to look at, even though they're all coming from our inventory, we don't we want you to look at it as, as two different store locations. We have our web store that has its own, you know, right. on the internet that has its own rewards plan, its own point system, and then we have the shop that has its own organic system there. So uh, we don't know when we'll be hosting any special events in the near future until we figure out what is the safest way to do so. Right. Free comic book day has been postponed mm-hmm. indefinitely. Um, it, it normally would have been May 2nd. It's postponed right now. So we will figure out uh, when that will be able to happen because historically we have cosplayers there. We have uh, uh, Sub-Zero Heroes that are present at the shop that just mm-hmm. make it a special time for the kids. But uh, this time around, we're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah. Well, and especially, you know, I mean, I know we did just do our expansion, but, you know, there's got to make sure that we have enough area so that people can all, you know, stay there, social distancing, six feet apart and all of that. So, you know, as as mandates are changed, as, you know, we reevaluate constantly, the health and safety is our main priority for everybody. So... As as all of this continues to progress, we will as well. And once we're able to find a you know a solution that we're able to to provide that for everyone, you know that'll be one of our main priorities to do. Start doing stuff like that. That's right. Oh, and for a dope a dope uh, uh, lo- local idea for your masks, it's Little Shop on the Tundra. Is that yep. correct? Little those, shop on the tundra. She does those custom masks. If you uh, saw the picture on our social media of the masks that uh, we're, we've got, we've got them from her. Um, you know, like I said, small businesses helping one another out. You know, it's a lady who just has this little shop in Wasilla, and her husband helps her when he's home, and f- fantastic team. And you know, she had noticed in the first picture that the one mask I had ordered for you was a little snug. So she messaged me immediately and had another one made for you and didn't expect, you know, for me to send her any more money for it. She was just doing it because it was the right thing to do because you needed one that fit right. And you don't, you don't find that from a big store. You find that from your little, you know, homegrown small businesses that pride and ownership pride yeah in she wanted to make sure it was it was done right and i sure appreciated her and i appreciate the masks that she made for us and got them to us super quick and just wonderful you know superhero themed which was a real fun thing for me to be able to find and it was one of those random you know come across to business and oh sure i'll buy from you 
Yeah, I think uh, well, we'll have that linked as well in our in our show notes here. But I think that'll do it for today. Yeah. Uh, I just want to make sure that everyone knows that uh, the shop is open no more hours, just with the news. Starting on Tuesday. Starting on Tuesday from 11 to 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's Tuesday through Saturday. There will be social distancing and the other health mandates enforced at the shop. And if you're feeling sick, stay home. Just message us, and we'll hook you up. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll figure out how to get your books to you. Do not do not worry about that. But don't don't come out sick. I mean, uh, you need to heal up. The mm-hmm. best way to heal up nowadays is rest. Yep. Get Absolutely. some sleep. Get some rest. Recover. It takes usually what about seventy two hours to get not over be the contagious yeah, anymore. not be contagious, and you know. Uh, take care of yourself. That way, when you come to the shop, you're not miserable. You can actually enjoy your time there at the shop. And uh, we are excited to see all of your faces again. Well, your ninja faces. Yeah. And thank you so much. Uh, remember, you can support us uh, via our Patreon to support this podcast. And... Uh, Our Patreon is linked in the show notes. It's also on our website at www.agescomicsalaska.com. You can also follow us on social media at Aegis Comics Alaska. We're on Instagram, LinkedIn. Twitter. Twitter, TikTok. Uh, Geez, we're we're all over the place right now because we're, we're really big on promoting this hobby and Alaska's comic book shop. So thank you for your support, and we look forward to uh, entertaining you guys again here shortly. And we will be, once the health and safety stuff gets lifted, we will be making our green screen available for the kids to do some fun photos with them. We're going to be working with microwave photography to make that happen and give your kids a little magical moment with the green screen. They could be anywhere from the Bat Cave to the Hall of Justice to... Uh, uh, Deadpool's uh, chimichanga shop, so we we can make it happen. Oh, or goodness. or for the older kids, we can have them in the middle of a battlefield with Red Sonia. We can make this happen. Why so. you gotta go there every time? <laughs> every time. Well, you guys take oh. care, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care.